could be helped pay more money because she has a pre-existing condition of pregnancy. We were able to, they were able to charge a woman more for the same exact procedure a man did, gets. <laughs> and that ended when we, in fact, passed the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> and there's 100 million people who have pre-existing conditions, and they'll be taken away as well. Those pre-existing conditions, the insurance companies are going to love this. And so it's just not appropriate to do this before this election. If he wins the election and the Senate is Democrat or Republican, <laughs> then it, he goes forward. If not, we should wait until February. All right. There aren't 100 million people with pre-existing conditions. As far as the say is concerned, the people already had their say. They, okay, Justice Ginsburg said very powerfully, very strongly, at some point, 10 years ago or so, she said a president and the Senate is elected for a period of time. But a president's elected for four years. We're not elected for three years. I'm not elected for three years. So we have the Senate. We have a president. He's elected to the next During election. that period of time, during that period of time, we have an opening. I'm not elected for three years. I'm elected for four years. Oh. And the hundred million people, Joe, the hundred million people is totally wrong. I don't know where you got that number. The bigger problem that you have is that you're going to extinguish 180 million people with their private health care. That they're very That's happy. simply not true. Well, you're certainly going that. to socialists. You're going to socialists. We're, we're now into, gentlemen, we're now into open discussion. Open discussion. Open discussion. Yes, I agree. Go ahead, Vice President. Number one, uh, he... He knows that uh, what I proposed. What I proposed is that uh, we expand Obamacare and we increase it. We do not wipe any. And one of the big debates we had with 23 of my colleagues trying to win the nomination that I won, we're saying that Biden wanted to allow people to have private insurance still. They can. They do. They will under my proposal. It's not what you've said, but and it's not what your party is, has said. That is simply Your party a lie. doesn't say it. Your party wants simple. to go socialist. My party is and me. Socialist right now, I am And the they're going to dominate you, Joe. You know that. I am the Democratic Party right now. The platform of the Not Democratic Party Harris. is what I, in fact, approved of. What I approved of. Now, here's the deal. The deal is that it's going to wipe out pre-existing conditions. And by the way, the 20, the 200 million, the 200,000 people that have died on his watch, how many of those have survived? Over 7 million people have contracted COVID. What does it mean for them going forward if you strike down the Affordable Care Act? And Joe, you've had 308,000 military people dying because you couldn't provide them proper health care in the military. So don't tell me I'm about this. I'm happy to talk about this. And if you were here, you, Look, it wouldn't be deal. 200. It would be 2 million people because you were very late on the draw. You late didn't want me draw. to ban China which was heavily infected. You didn't want me to ban... All right, we're, gentlemen, Europe, we're, which no, was heavily Mr. President, infected. You would have been President, much later, Joe. Mr. President, Mr. President. We're talking about two million people. You're not President, as a moderator.
guys see the picture of that missile in Artsakh? Or no, 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 no. Yes. Not in Artsakh. The video? No, 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 no. Okay, I know the cluster bomb video in Artsakh. That is terrifying. The picture of the... the picture... Yeah, 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 and Stepan Kurt. Yeah, the picture of the missile in Azerbaijan where it's just like... <laughs> it just like nestles its way into a perfect little hole in the ground. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah i don't know people are saying it's like pretty clearly fake i'm inclined to agree <laughs> it is fake i like the idea that the way we fight wars now is we make these like weird music videos to like <laughs> off-brand avenged sevenfold but they're turkish to prove that they have a powerful military <laughs> and make like claymations of them fighting <laughs> yeah uh yeah turkey's trying to do uh another genocide uh through <clears throat> azerbaijan classic turkey the fucking the the stalemate was reached 30 years ago <sighs> to try and uh to try and fucking do this now is very fishy yeah i'll never forgive my turkish ex-girlfriend for what she's doing to Artsakh. <laughs> yeah i forgot i forgot danny dated erdogan <laughs> i get in some water i'll be right back I would, uh, I would ignore the inputs from Moscow Matt over here. As a proud Turkish nationalist and uh, supporter of Azerbaijan, we must free Artsakh from the Armenian scum. Matt only likes Armenians because he thinks he's going to get a totally hot Kardashian GF. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt, I got some bad news for you. What? Podcast isn't doing as well as we thought it would. We've run the numbers, and uh, we're going to have to send you to Artsakh. You know, I'm down to go. I will. For I'm... the good of our podcast, we need to send you to join one of these, like, socialist revolutionary groups, and you need to post, like, uh, Bray Spelden-esque tweets the entire time. I'm so down. I'm going to change my profile picture. I'm going to make the uh, communist Artsakh flags. I don't think it exists yet. Uh, exactly. It'll, just... it'll be even better for us because the conflict matters less and the cause is even less worth fighting for. And just like our podcast, just less. I don't know because Artsakh has like <laughs> a, a good flag. It has like a good flag design, but I don't know where a hammer and sickle would even fit on there. If my my, my, my well, design brain is working now. I like the alt ones, which are like a sickle and a wrench or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And that shit, a sickle, that shit rocks. a sickle and a Fortnite gun. Exactly. The battle bus represents <laughs> uh, the agrarians in the in their suburbs playing Fortnite. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck represents cities. The uh, fentanyl pill represents <laughs> our proud urban institutions. Mm mm. crackers. Mm. Yeah, this donut's fired too. That's what this podcast is now, actually. We're a mukbang podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're an ASMR mukbang. And we eat snacks. Naturally, I didn't even fucking pronounce that right. Are you fucking kidding me? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know uh, how, how it's pronounced, but I personally... when Frankie puts on uh, those videos, it's, uh, they usually pronounce it mukbang. I could never watch that, man. That sounds fucking few, gross. Few things upset me more vile. than the sound of people eating, like, really loud. You know what I mean? Like, chewing makes noise. I'm not bothered by, like, the sound of someone chewing. <clears throat> but, like, exaggerated eating sounds for, like, whatever entertainment, it makes my fucking skin crawl. 
Yeah, yeah, like listening to someone like suckle and digest or whatever. Yes. That shit okay. is gross. Yes. The like... sounds, yes, the sounds are uniquely horrifying. But the video, the visual aspect of these people just shoving like fucking sea bugs into their mouth and just like, oh my god, it's fucking. It turns my stomach. I don't. I don't know how people watch it. No, not at all. Although, shout out to Jeb. Did he do the uh, mukbang or did he do the uh, ASMR? I know he got Twitch affiliate by doing one of the two. <laughs> he, it was ASMR. It was ASMR. Hi, I'm ASMR that. Jeb. I'm going to read a poem about my balls into wind chimes like this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one ableist podcast on the left. I'm your host, Curly Joe. <laughs> I'm still around, Dan. I'm not going to top that. And I'm on the run from Clinton crime family assassins after giving a particularly <laughs> scathing review of the new Hillcast, the last podcast on Little St. James. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get started this week, guys, we... We have to talk about Trump COVID, right? For sure. Trump got coronavirus. He's leaving now. Uh, what? Do yeah. You, what do you so want to we're, say? We're recording this on. Uh, we're recording this on the fifth. Um, like a couple days after the, uh, you know, the main sort of everyone freaking out on Twitter. And he is set to uh, leave the hospital in about an hour and a half and go back to the White House. I don't know. What can we say? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna he's gonna die. <laughs> I hope he has it. The particles get caught in the drapes, and every presidential family for the rest of time gets the coronavirus. <laughs> um, let's see. There is the picture of Chris Christie and his press secretary sitting with Rudy Giuliani. I don't. I forget her name. Kaylee. Something doesn't matter. They both have it. Uh, so Rudy is one step closer. But I'm afraid if he dies, like, some sort of dragon will crack out of his head and kill us all. <laughs> he is a dumb, bald-faced man, or whatever it is from Lonely Island. His head just gets rounder and rounder by the day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, my take has been the same the entire time. We're not gonna get shit. We never get shit. Uh, I could become one of those truther guys. That could be kind of fun, just be like, Trump didn't have the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I this is a, this is staged. I'm a, I'm a truther guy, actually, but it's more complicated than that. I believe Trump believed he had the coronavirus, but he's just a bitch, and he just, like, had a, <laughs> like, coughed, and he was like, this is it. This is it. I'm dying. Go get Baron and transfer my soul into him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, he's, he's got it, and he's not going to be careful once he gets back to the White House, nor are any of his fucking gaggle of people, well, so they're going to be walking into his room being like, how you doing? He's not going to have a mask yeah. on. I will say that for the uh, one day or so that he was in there, and it looked like it might be serious, like when we had Mark Meadows tweeting about continuancy of government yeah, yeah. and shit, yeah. uh... QAnon people were losing their minds. They're like, I guess Trump is another puppet like the rest of them believing in what? this fake virus. <laughs> what the fuck? You, I didn't see any of that. You know so, who, our, our uh, friend who wears big sweatpants was posting all about that. <laughs> the bi our big sweatpants good friend. Friend of the pod, big sweatpants. I think my favorite part about the entire thing is when they did the photo op of him, uh, you know, reviewing documents. And it's just, it's just him signing his name in a fat sharpie on a blank piece of paper. <laughs> 
And that shit is awesome. He's never read a single document he's been handed to sign. His handlers, they tell him what to sign and where to sign. They're all effectively blank pieces of paper. He doesn't have a... He's not thinking about it. He doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) He looks very nervous in a lot of the pictures. Like I said, he had a cough and he was like, this is it. This is how I go out. Speaking of a Trump going out, do you guys know how Fred Trump went out? Um, Nah, what happened to Freddy boy? I I found this passage on Twitter from some article. There is a long history in the Trump family of denying serious illness. According to a Trump family friend, Trump's father, Fred Trump Sr., insisted on working even after his Alzheimer's disease advanced in the 1990s. To retire is to expire, Fred Sr. would say. The friend, sa- the friend said that as Fred Sr.'s disease worsened, he once came down the stairs wearing three neckties. <laughs> The family created a system so that Fred could think he was still running the Trump organization. Every day, Fred Sr. would go in the office in Brooklyn, and they would give him blank papers to sort through and sign. The phone on Fred's <laughs> desk was set up so that it could only dial out to his secretary. Fred pretended to work, the family friend said. That is incredible. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's... I love that. That's what the presidency is. It's the same idea. That's what <laughs> yeah. both of... Yeah. It doesn't matter which one wins. That's how it actually works. The buttons aren't hooked up to anything. <laughs> Trump's gonna. Trump uh, might be like William Henry Harrison, and it, like you know what I mean. Not that suddenly. He won't. He doesn't have a month in office, but uh, I don't know. William Henry, Henry Harrison, Harrison didn't want to. Oh, wear is a that coat. that bitch that gave a speech in the rain and then died because of it? Yeah, he gave his like inauguration <laughs> yes. speech. He he was like, I'm not wearing a coat. Coats are for bitches. And then he died like a the month later. The ultimate actual president. And John though. Tyler got to be president for like three years. <laughs> I guess four, That's designated actually. survivor. That's designated survivor yeah, terms, baby. <laughs> John Tyler got the best deal out of anyone. Or maybe a, yeah. maybe a raw deal. Who knows? You know who did really actually get the best deal? Who? Woodrow Wilson's wife, the first woman president. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For like three years she was the president. All right, all right I digress. It doesn't matter. No, but yeah, that's another... We're coming back to the same idea, though. This is Fred Trump Sr. It's the same idea. It's like none of these things... None of the levers of power are actually hooked up to anything. The system runs itself. Or rather, the actors that run the system certainly aren't accountable to you. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, 31 positive uh, cases of uh, COVID in the White House sort of orbit thing. None of them are going to die. Boris Johnson didn't die and it helped him in the polls. Fucking Bolsonaro gets Mm -hmm. a new bat-related disease once a week. (laughs) I've never seen a picture of Bolsonaro without an oxygen tube, and that guy is fine. Uh, We might get Chris Christie. That's it. Oh, yeah, I would settle for Christie. I would also settle for Giuliani. Oh, the best, the best thing was when they were talking about Christy and they were like, yeah, he's got real serious asthma. It's like, that's not asthma, he's got fat boy lung. <laughs> that's distinct. He, he can't breathe because the cartilage of eating too many ribs is collapsing him. <laughs> like, uh, or, and Rahm, Rahm Emanuel is testing negative, apparently, even though he was, like, tongue-kissing Christy after the debate. So, uh, yeah, maybe, uh... Maybe when we're done recording this, we'll uh, have some new footage of Trump leaving the hospital to talk about or something, but uh, figured we should get that out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. What if he was getting plastic surgery and he had tits? (laughs) That'd be tight. (laughs) They've bimbofied the president! Yeah, 
Sir, Mr. Trump, sir, I have bimbo-fied my firstborn son in honor of you, sir. <laughs> all, the, all the soldiers are double-saluting him uh, now, nice. if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna see no day. <laughs> I said, stand down, soldier. I, I can't. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Welcome to Boomer Death Squad. The entire United States Navy is composed of cat boys. <laughs> <laughs> they replaced those stupid formal hats with cat ears. Exactly. <laughs> the only language you can learn to speak in, like, naval college is Japanese. But you don't actually Korean. learn it, you just watch anime with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, you watch reverse harem animes and get bimboified. You don't see Naruto because you're not cool. No. No killing God and becoming him. Of course not. It's, uh, killing, it's killing your girlfriend and becoming her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, speaking of bimbos... Um, Bimbos, himbos, and the like, we have our first article this week. It's about Joe Bimbo. Yeah, Joe Bimbo. <laughs> Ho Biden. <laughs> Ho Biden, that's better. There we go. Now we're cooking with some heat, baby. That was solid. <clears throat> In his own words, Joe Biden was seduced by real estate by Julie Bikowitz in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, a proud Polish name that we will <laughs> never be able to pronounce. <laughs> uh, family presumably owned a bike shop at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I, I'm gonna... I'm gonna do a two-minute offshoot about Poland during World War One right now. Have you guys ever seen any of, like, the shit on the Polish military during World War One? I have not. They were, like... They were, like, in the 17th century. They were sending, like, cavalry and, like, waves of hussars, like, against <laughs> machine guns. And they were just getting mowed down in mass. That's why there are less Polish people than German people, because of that event. Oh, man. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, anyway, that uh, event probably a, a, an event following, not too long good, afterward. Good job on the article, Julie. You're uh, making Polish culture proud <laughs> by not getting mowed down on your stupid fucking horse army. Cutting and blocking bullets like a uh, lightsaber, but with a scimitar. No, it's that fight in uh, It's Always Sunny between Mac and Charlie when he's like, no, dude, I would just, I would dodge all of your bullets <laughs> and yeah. then I'd kill you with my sword. <laughs> they're like drawing on each, and they're in front of a school drawing on each other and robbing children. Yeah. It's General Butt Naked's army uh, killing a child and running into battle naked so they can be impervious to bullets. <laughs> it sucks. I've seen I've seen more like of general buck naked's comment or comedy than I have of like most comedians actually just because he's on all of those shows like Vice that Larry Charles oh, thing like we're just always seeing him. Don't get me started on the fucking Vice thing. They're like, "All right, we're only going to talk to ex-warlords. We're going to hang out in this one slum. We're going to like sh like tarnish every 15-year-old's vision of Liberia forever. It's like he can't go there ever. The whole country's fucked." Uh, and that's one of my gripes with Vice, but Oh no, my preconceived notions of Liberia have been shattered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, noob. Um I think Liberia, because it's our former colony, it's like the only other one that still uses our fucked up measuring system, yeah, right? It's Liberia and... Li it's us, Liberia, and Myanmar. Myanmar also uses it for some fucking oh, reason. Oh, respect. Oh, dear God. 
I don't even know what we did in Myanmar. I'm sure it's god fucking awful. Uh, <laughs> Some secret genocide. Yeah, the current genocide. Well, the British <laughs> were def were you know they were up to some fuck shit. Uh, yeah, th me that's our thing. We like inherited all their colonies, and then we just had to deal with whatever these pedophilic British overlords had been doing for the last <laughs> five hundred years to these people. And, and, it's, and, and it's like some U.S. oil baron has no idea what to do with a fucking teak plantation. So we ramp it exactly. up. We, we ramp were, up the genocide. We were in Vietnam to keep fucking French Renault cars would have enough rubber for their tires. <laughs> 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 Anyway, anyway, when boys. you contextualize our wars, they're dope. Uh, I, oh I, yeah, yeah. I guess Vietnam was. I guess Vietnam was good so that Thomas Sankara could, uh, ten years after, the, after the fact, replace all the Burkina Faso government cars with them. Yeah. Good morning, Delaware. <laughs> Sunday morning. This. Yeah. Okay. So uh, back to <laughs> <It's> Sunday morning. <laughs> back to Hosif Robinette Bimbo. Right. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> The purchase of an abandoned 10,000-square-foot DuPont mansion in an affluent Wilmington suburb may have been a stretch for a 32-year-old widower and father of two, two commuting daily to Washington for his job as a U.S. senator. Then again, Joe Biden readily, readily acknowledges that his passion for real estate occasionally overtook his common sense. His passion for real estate. He's just <laughs> yeah. a real dude. He wants to cut his lawn more than anything. <laughs> he loves grass and trees. Homes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like towns. Like he's really into he's really into territory more than anything. That's why he's from Delaware, a small state that's like a bullshit half of a peninsula in fucking what's it called? Maryland, another fake state. Whatever. The Delmarva Peninsula. I can't even it, do it, peninsula. God damn it. It's funny he bought a DuPont mansion because I don't know if you two know anything about Joe Biden's Senate career, but he like beat out a DuPont scion that was like supposed to take his seat for his original Senate seat, then immediately acquiesced to them and became their new scion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His whole his whole <laughs> thing was DuPont. So getting an abandoned ten thousand square foot DuPont mansions just like very on the nose for what his political career was. Oh yeah, very chef's kiss. Yeah, exactly. The former vice president has cultivated a decades-long brand as Middle Class Joe and often referred to himself as, quote, one of the poorest members of Congress. But Mr. Biden's financial struggles, compared with many of his colleagues, weren't just a product of his reliance on a government salary. They also stemmed from his penchant for buying stately houses. Middle Class Joe. Uh, houses. Houses. Yeah, yeah, just buying shitloads of houses. He's from Delaware, which is literally just like a state that exists to launder money and he couldn't figure out how to get paid. It's like it's like worse New Jersey. It's like houses and strip malls. Well, no, they don't even pay like fucking sales taxes. Like literally Delaware is a scam for the rest of the country to steal like business from them. <laughs> they own a stretch of highway that costs five dollars to ride on that's one mile long and then you have to pay the Maryland. <laughs> Thing. Delaware is a scam, and fucking middle class Joe was middle IQ Joe, and he couldn't figure out how to make it pay. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Speaking of not being able to make it pay, Mr. Biden's efforts to live like some of his wealthier Senate colleagues at times led him to borrow money against the value of his homes and life insurance policies, and he routinely reported a negative net worth. I like the idea of Joe Biden borrowing money from Chris Rock from Fargo season four. Yeah, absolutely. It's the exact same plot line. I just stole from this man. Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden also uh, runs a mortuary called King of Tears <laughs> with his secret black wife. Uh, 
Joe Biden was really one of the first senators in the Democratic Party, especially, to pioneer uh, the suburban question, which is if you can get suburban <coughs> voters as a block, you don't need to do anything else. Middle class Joe is accurate because that's how he was billing himself. But along with that, most people who live in the suburbs and don't have, like, you know, a job in IT deleting people's pensions or a job in business <laughs> selling Facebook like an apple juice doucher or whatever makes money in america now yeah uh living in the suburbs drives people into debt it leads to people borrowing money against the value of their homes and life insurance policies just to maintain the standard of living again chris rock from fargo people don't want to be rich yeah. they want to seem rich of course joe biden being a senator at like 29 for for I don't know how long, a long-ass time, you know, one of the most powerful couple hundred people in the country, he's still, like, having to borrow money from his father. But Mr. Biden's 2007 autobiography, Promises to Keep, chronicles his predisposition for real estate he could barely afford. <laughs> By the time he and Nelia were ready to buy a house, he wrote, I'd thought about houses quite a bit already. My idea of Saturday fun was to jump in the Corvette with Nelia and drive around the Wilmington area scouting open houses, houses for sale, land where we could build. <laughs> Psychopath shit just driving around like all this he, is mine. Th th that, that's the thing. Joe Joe Biden's doing the Chris Rock thing to himself. There is no Chris Rock. He's just driving around dreaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No one's even shown Joe Biden a pile of money. He's just happily doing what he needs to do. I don't know to one day see it. Like, what the fuck is he even doing? Also, who is Nelia? What the fuck is that? His first wife. It's such a fake name. <laughs> Nelia. Nelia Young. Now, I am a Joe Biden first wife truther. Nelia Hunter Biden. What? What? Nelia Hunter Biden. That's her full fucking name. What? Her, her maiden name was probably name Hunter. Hunter? <laughs> what That's fuck? what I'm going to guess. Her maiden Damn. name was Hunter. Imagine being Dr. Senator Jill Biden, uh, and <laughs> your, your husband is like, uh, yeah, we're naming this kid after my other wife. <laughs> I mean, that's a cock move. No, 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 no. Hun Hunter was alive. Hunter and uh, the fucking other one were, like, with the first wife. Okay, well, then I'll Jill, cut that. Jill Biden? I don't think they have any kids. No, 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 don't cut it, but... They don't have any kids? Yeah, yeah they don't have any kids. When did they get married? I don't know, probably, like, 2007. Oh, never mind. It says it later in this article. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's get back to this. Um, Even as a kid in high school, I'd been seduced by real estate, Biden wrote. <laughs> He's such a fucking loser. <laughs> Truly. By the time he was 28, Mr. Biden had purchased four different properties in quick succession, juggling a loan from his father-in-law and three mortgages at a time. I was in constant danger of falling behind, he wrote in the book. I What the fuck what possesses someone to want to do that that's just so telling of how different it was back then that even if you were going yeah, under on your that. loans and shit or whatever you could still acquire four properties by the time you're 28 yeah uh <laughs> so i don't know if you guys knew this but he used to be a lawyer didn't, yeah he was I I go, that was his own I kamala in the fucking debates remember when kamala was like uh you're racist and then everyone clapped and then joe biden was like you were a prosecutor, Mac. I was a public defender. I, I help people. Oh, you put them in yeah. jail. And I mean, Honestly, that was actually, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that is a moment of coherence for Joe. He, he was like, oh, wait a second. What did I used to do? And what, yeah, literally. I don't what know. Good for him. What are the people him. I'm trying had... to currently pander to like? 
He's had one full thought the entire presidential cycle, and it carried him to here, so, you know, good for him. <laughs> well, his first big payday as a lawyer was a $5,000 check, which he immediately spent on a massive wooden table, a dining set, and a bed. Um, he said he may have spent more than the check was worth. <laughs> we have all of that in my room, and I haven't paid for any of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the man is like, <clears throat> it's, um... It's ironic that his whole thing was credit card companies, right? Because he's constantly in debt. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, like I said, this is the state of Delaware. There should be there should be no world in which he isn't one of the richest people in the world. He should have nearly as much money as Mike Bloomberg just from kickbacks from these fucking companies. But somehow, he was in charge of Delaware for years and they didn't have to pay him a fucking dime. He was just on their team because <laughs> he wanted to be. It's incredible. Yeah, they, exactly. They threw him an IQ test. It came up room temperature, and they were like, all right, here's a lollipop and a, you know, <laughs> a pen. He told, he thanks, told thanks them he was German. Biden. They assigned him to be Irish, and then the rest is history. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Mr. Biden's wife and baby daughter died in a car crash in late 1972. A few, a few years later, while on a Senate salary of $42,500, he sold his house and bought the DuPont mansion for $185,000. Financial advisors often suggest buyers shouldn't pay more than two and a half times their annual, annual income for a home, though many Americans do. <laughs> <laughs> um, the house, dubbed The Station, served as Mr. Biden's political hub for years, including during his short-lived 1988 presidential run. <laughs> short-lived because he lost <laughs> horribly. Because he plagiarized, like, a Kennedy speech or something, right? He, like, it was, was just... a, It was a labor guy. It was a labor MP's speech, which is even fucking weirder. How do you... Hey, well, you know what? That's fucking progress, baby. In 1988, he plagiarizes a labor MP's speech. In uh, 2020, they plagiarize our president and make him theirs. Art of the deal. <laughs> you gotta love it. In 1996, Mr. Biden, by then married to Jill Biden and with a teenage daughter, sold the station for his asking price, $1.2 million, to the then vice chairman of credit card company, MBNA. Oh, okay, here we go. Good for you, Joe. This is how you make your fucking money in Delaware. You buy a shitty house, and then you sell it for 10 times the price to a guy who you work for. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Joe Biden. So, <laughs> Joe Biden has an HGTV house flipping show. <laughs> so immediately after um, acquiring like an actual chunk of money for the first time in his life, he bought four acres of lakefront property on nearby Barley Mill Road and built a house secluded from public view. He still owns it. While vice president, he rented out a cottage on the property to the Secret Service for $2,200 a month. Uh, that's the classic <laughs> Donald Trump uh, trick. Yeah. Except Donald Trump charges them like $700 a day to live in a <laughs> golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Biden's economic struggles are displayed in his years of personal financial disclosures forms that show he frequently owed more money than he had in cash and assets. Now, this next part, I really found, I mean, uh, stomach-turningly evil. It's like, really... Family issues added to the financial stress. In 2014, as his oldest son, Bo Biden, was suffering from terminal brain cancer, Mr. Biden told then-President Obama that he might need to take out a second mortgage on his house to help Bo's family make ends meet. And it's like, I mean, this guy, 
his son dying of brain cancer has to take out a mortgage, a second mortgage on his home to afford his medical bills. But still, his entire thing, he crusades for private health care. And his whole thing during the primaries was like, if we didn't have private health care when my son had cancer, he would he would be dead right now. It's like, no, his whole thing is even worse than that. It's it's really fucking unspeakably evil. His whole fucking thing is that. Uh, if we got public health insurance now, when my son didn't have it and I was suffering, like, that's not fair. It's like the people oh, right, who yeah. pay for college, and they're like, college should cost money because I was able to pay for it. Yeah, I got to yeah. go. Fuck everyone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not, it's no skin off my ass what happens. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it is fucked up losing a child. And he's what, invoking his son's memory to shill for private health companies? Like... To shill for what killed his son. Like, it is fucked up. And made his son's family, like, suffer. On a lighter note, though, on a lighter note, the idea of the vice president losing his house in a mortgage thing (laughs) (laughs) and becoming president four years later. (laughs) That's cool. That is cool. That's the American way right there, baby. Yeah. Um, So... During Joe's second to last year as vice president, he made between 250000 and $1 million. In the same year, he reported between 750000 and $1.6 million in liabilities. I don't know what the fuck this man was doing. What did- what was he doing? What- how was he spending all this money? Uh, he was on the corners. He was actually a prostitute with Obama. They were both gay uh, Muslim prostitutes. He... But he was losing money. Was he paying people to fuck him? Uh, that's not prostitution. That's the opposite. That's the other thing. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, this is the same scam Donald Trump does on his taxes, right? You report more in losses than you made, then you don't have to pay anything in taxes. Oh, uh, good point. You know, the circle of life, and uh, no one pays taxes but us. So, uh, immediately after Biden left office, in the uh, the two years following it, he made about $15 million or, or more in, you know, speeches and other sort of lay-up political cult reach-around grifts, things of this nature. Oh, that's weak shit, though, honestly. I, I do not respect that hustle. No. Hillary and Obama have both made, like, fucking maybe a hundred million. I think the Obamas got five hundred million in a Netflix deal. To make like, fucking weird uh, documentaries. They got their bread. If Joe Biden had just talked a little bit more about bodies and spaces and, like, yeah. uh, I don't know, trans rights being human rights, he'd, he'd have a jet ski right now. That's all I'm saying. He'd have a fleet of jet skis. Which is, I'm sure, his biggest dream. <laughs> yeah. With their annual income now in the seven figures for the first time in their lives, the Bidens bought a $2.7 million beach house on the Delaware shore. This is probably the first time in his life Joe Biden spent uh, less than how much money he had on a house. <laughs> <laughs> or just on anything, presumably. What's with this, though? He's got a house on the fucking lake. He's got a house on the beach. What's the difference? It's Delaware. What what lakes are in Delaware? It's just like a puddle. I was looking at a map. He just loves houses. I was looking at a fucking map of the u.s delaware is so fucked it's just it's like this weird little fucking chode that sticks out it's the most cucked state the the u.s fucking state borders are so weird from east to west well it's like early colonialism versus late like bureaucratic organization you know it's weird because the eastern the eastern side are more like uh 
Europe's borders and the western part looks kind of more like uh, how Africa was divided up. Well, it's the same idea, right? The people who divided up Africa divided up the west of our country, and the people who created European independent countries of Omskillingsburg <laughs> divided up our fucking east side of our country. Makes sense. You know, uh, Matt Iglesias' thing of, uh, one billion Americans? Yeah. <laughs> one billion Delawareans. <laughs> I don't know, I like that one instead. Uh... <laughs> Speaking to voters Wednesday in Georgetown, South Carolina, Mr. Biden said that after leaving office and making more money, quote, I kept a commitment that I made to my wife, who was raised on the Jersey Shore, respect, that one day we would have a place in R- R- okay, okay, Rehoboth okay. Beach. Rehoboth Beach. <laughs> Bear with me here. I had no idea what the hell it cost, and so I was able to just, with the money we made, I was able to buy her a house. So, even though he did spend less money uh, that he had, he still didn't look at the price before he bought the house. Okay, okay, we gotta address a couple things in this one. First off, Jill Biden was raised on the Jersey Shore, so she was one of those insane townies who went to a school with 11 year- other people. Everyone's addicted to meth. <laughs> You're just breaking into fucking people's beach houses and stealing their TVs, which is, by the way, a fair way to make a living. Yeah, I respect <laughs> our uh, new first lady for doing what, uh, that. What short town do you think she was in? Oh, uh, real piece of shit. She was in Wildwood. She was uh, in yeah. Wildwood North. Uh, she didn't have a house. She lived on the street uh, robbing cops. Because <laughs> there are more cops in Wildwood than people. Yeah. Winter. Yep. yep. Alright, she did fact. not she did not live in a Jersey Shore town. She lived in fucking Hamilton and would go to the beach during the summer. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Vacationed from Hamilton, fucking piece of shit. And now they're going to Rehoboth Beach, which is like, you know, a pseudo hippie, like turquoise and earth colors type uh million-dollar mansion surf town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's no doubt Jill Biden grew up with, like, a private thousand feet of beach on, like, I I don't know, in, like, Cape May or something. A private military, slaves, a plantation. (laughs) These are the people who rule us. They're sick. They're sick people. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but Joe Biden bought a house in uh, Rehoboth Beach to uh, shred the gnar and surf the waves. <laughs> she spent most of her life in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. She's not. E- she's like born New Jersey, but she's fake New Jersey. Yeah. Ah, traitor. She went to the other side of uh, the Philadelphia suburbs, which are definitely distinct in any way from where we live. Yeah, gayer. <laughs> yeah, distinctly <laughs> gay. Owned. Owned. Claiming New Jersey when she lives seven miles away. What a bitch. It's like how we claim Philly while living ten miles away. (laughs) Uh, In closing, about Joe Biden. Uh, He was Joe Vibin. He didn't make a lot of money. Then he made some money. He bought a turquoise butt plug. He moved to Rehoboth (laughs) Beach. And uh, now he's going to move into the White House, baby. He's going to shred the gnar right over uh, the Cheeto guy's fascism. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to pay way too much to move into the White House.
Chile is cool because it shows you what would have happened if, like, the Global South had become more of a superpower and the North was divided. It's like if they took California off the United States and they were like, yeah, so you guys can be whatever, then we'll invest all of the money and resources into uh, Chile-fornia. Yeah. <laughs> Just make Chile really yeah. long. Chile is, like, I think at most points only, like, 20 miles wide. Though, exactly, but it's the entire Pacific coast, so it's literally... Yeah, it's got length, baby. It's California, that's the idea. All the industry built up on that side of the country is completely independent. So you don't have to subsidize the... Uh, Poor chicken farmer in central Argentina when you're buying a, I don't know, off-brand Pokemon plushie. Hey, let's <laughs> round up all that. the liberals in, in California and throw them in a big uh, stadium and execute them, am I right? Yeah, I guess helicopter rides for all, right? That's the Chilean yeah, yeah, yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would the California equivalent even be to that? Like, we don't have enough helicopters. Didn't you guys <laughs> listen to Kimberly uh, Tinfoil at the fucking... Uh, RNC, the governor's doing it himself. He's killing <laughs> Californians with his bad policies. She would know because she's the only member of the Republican administration who's openly admitted to sucking Gavin Newsom's cock. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to account for that in all of her decisions. She she was there. Gavin, she was at the highest level of uh, government, uh, giving the highest level of head. Gavin Newsom fucks across <laughs> the aisle. Now that's what I call bipartisanship. Exactly. Bipartisanship is when Gavin Newsom spit roasts Donald Trump with, I don't know, <laughs> Kimberly Guilfoyle. Chuck Grassley, the oldest member of Congress. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, welcome to the second half of the show. Uh, uh, ironically, we are starting out with a little bit of a not safe for work action here. Um, so broadly, we're talking about Hillary Clinton in this uh, second half of the show. But I decided that we should uh, start broadly, out... Danny. Oh, we're talking about abroad today, Ooh. folks. And by folks, I mean boys. And by boys, I mean the fellas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you guys heard about that? Uh, we talked about that Rodham show on uh, the other day, right? Oh yeah, Rodham. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, the book that I think it's based off of, the fictional book about Hillary Clinton by this lady Curtis Sittenfield Feld, uh, is um, I, I saw I saw an excerpt from it uh, on Twitter that I'm gonna read right now. But first, I'm gonna introduce it with a uh, review by Oprah in O, oh, the Oprah magazine. Or maybe it's not from Oprah. Oh. Whatever. May I just say real quick, Sittenfeld, that's got big fucking Anglo-Saxon Protestant energy. Very oh, yeah. evil. Very yeah, that's almost as bad as Hookstrat. Hookstrat. <laughs> and, and I'm sure they're J.K. Rowling because they're, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just kidding. a woman writer. Mm -hmm. The only woman writer. Deviously clever. Sittenfeld's Hillary is both a player in the Game of Thrones and a romance novel heroine. She's a brilliant badass who has found her voice and knows how to use it. She's whoever she wants to be. So, keep that in mind as I read this wonderful, I mean, oh my, the prose in this are just perfect. Is, is that still real, man? Has, like, has the entire Oprah ecosystem collapsed at this point? It was, like, the nope. biggest thing in the world. Still going. Still the sixth largest economy. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah. Uh, it's their death clock. Speaking of the sixth largest economy, and then I could feel the nudging of Bill's erection. It was probably <laughs> going to happen. 
then it was definitely going to happen. He was entering me, and I gasped. I gasped both because it felt so incredibly good and because I couldn't believe I was naked with this man. And then he really was inside me. It was happening. And we would eternally from this moment on be two people who had sex with each other. Even as he thrust into me, as I arched up against him and gripped his buttocks. There were a few <laughs> seconds in which our eyes met and we looked at each other. Both of us unblinking. Neither of us was smiling. Smiling would have been trivial, or beside the point. To be with him in this way was an almost intolerable ecstasy. It was the most precious thing I had ever experienced. So, I think that <laughs> I think that the author really uh, captured her beady, dead-eyed, psychopathic uh, thought process here. Yeah, it would be mathematical like this, but this just goes to show you like the two ways that uh, idiots write sex. Either women do it like this, where they're like, the arching of the spine as I shoved my thumb into his buttocks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton shoving her thumb into Bill Clinton's asshole. That is a great yeah, picture. Bill Clinton ass play. That's the name of the episode, folks. <laughs> yes. If we want people to click on it, that's the name of the episode. But, uh, <laughs> or you can be a 50-year-old guy who writes horny things and it's just like, she smiled with her long sexy legs and smiled sexily she knew she was sexy <laughs> the two types of way your brain can be broken about sex uh the, the really stick out part to me there is we would eternally be two people who had sex with each other that's just right like that's how this person views like other people they've had sex with it's like they can't just like bump into them at the store without like thinking well, about it it's like losing your Bill Clinton virginity. It's different than losing your virginity because you have to presume at some point every single person on earth will sleep with Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Maybe it's just my, like, like uh, preconceived idea of Bill Clinton that is, you know, of course, true and valid, but uh, the way that uh, this, like, paragraph or whatever starts, it seems like it's like a rape. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, I w it was about to happen. He was going to do it. Like, I don't know. It, it comes off weird. But maybe that's just because of what we know about Bill Clinton. I love uh, Bill Clinton's wonder penis. Like, you enter once, then <laughs> gasp, because it was incredibly good. Yeah, that's great for both people. When you, when you enter one time and then scream. <laughs> one pump Bill. <laughs> that's what they call him. Bill and chill, baby. So for the uh, the main portion of this half, uh, I took the liberty to, because these cowards wouldn't do it, I listened to 20 minutes of a Hillary Clinton podcast. I think uh, Republicans and QAnon guys should also start writing a Hillary fanfic. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be uh, it would be a good genre for them to take up. <laughs> well, what should actually happen is we should bridge the divide, and me and you should start writing Trump and Hillary fanfiction. You're right. You're absolutely uh, right. Everyone's angry at us. We get to go on every news station and get yelled at. Oh my god! <laughs> that'd be that'd be a good time. That's what we're doing later. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Danny is the real troops because he listened to this Hillary Clinton podcast that I put on once in the car, and then our ears started bleeding, so I stopped. Uh, yeah, I, I chose a different episode from the one that we were listening to. Oh, the Voot Blue episode. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. So this one's titled Episode Two vote so i'm gonna be interspersing this with uh clips from it but it starts out like it's clearly like a really weird format for a podcast it's like it's almost like they're doing like uh, uh, uh several commercials before a television show um 
So it starts with a 60-second ad for the podcast that you're listening to, which is fucking bizarre. All of us in America have a duty to vote. Don't boo. Vote. Voting may be the cornerstone of our democracy, but the reality of how voting works in America and who gets to do it is not as fair or clear-cut as we like to tell ourselves. Then it goes on to, like, two other pre-recorded teaser ads, all with completely different background music that would have been perfectly at home with, like, MTV in, like, the 90s. My name is Hillary Clinton, and welcome to Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of them is Hillary reading a different written thing. Um, <clears throat> the main one is seeming to be, you know, an ad for voting. They name drop the podcast that you're listening to about five times in the first two minutes. What's it called? Uh, it's called You and Me Both. On the flight logs. You and me both on the flight logs. <laughs> um, so, we really get into it here. She says, I'm Hillary Clinton, and this is You and Me Both, where I get into some of today's biggest questions with people I admire and find fascinating. Today, we're talking about an important, timely, critical subject, voting. Now, you might guess I would be pretty focused on voting, but I would be, I think, even if I'd never run for office or held it, because when you get right down to it, it is a power that every one of us has, no matter who we are, where we live, how much money we make. And if we don't exercise it, we leave the field to people that don't agree with us. So protecting the right to vote is an issue that gets to the heart of every other issue that I care about and all of the progress that we need to make together. If only she'd cared so much about voting in, like, you know, Michigan or... Yeah. <laughs> Pennsylvania or the Wisconsin. The firewall states that she resoundingly lost. And by the way, the only three states that matter in the election. If you live in the other 47 states, just get fucked. You're in a machine state. And by the way, her, her spiel about how... Uh, Every single person in the country has the right to vote no matter what is the entire uh, plot of this episode of this podcast is talking about how almost no one has the equal right to vote. I don't know why they open with saying that they do, but we'll get into that. Everyone has equal right to vote unless you smoked weed twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Today, I'm talking with two guests who really understand the power of voting. Stacey Abrams, who you just heard, they play a little clip of her saying something, uh, the woman who should be governor of Georgia, because let's not kid ourselves, her election against Brian Kemp was marred by blatant voter suppression, which would then, you know, undermine her, her thing from the last paragraph where she talks about everyone can vote. And it's like, okay, that's true, what did you do about it? Nothing? Yeah, yeah exactly. We're, we're just, we're just like, wow, the governor of Georgia looks really bad right now. He, even if he looks bad, you know what he looks like? The fucking governor of Georgia. He looks yeah. like the guy who did it. Yeah. So, <laughs> goddamn, the Democrat Party loves losers more than anything. Didn't yes. Stacey Abrams endorse, like, Michael Bloomberg when there were, like, <laughs> 30 people running? Yeah, Stacey Abrams founded, like, some sort of uh, make-people-vote NGO that's, like, almost fully funded by Bloomberg money. If Bloomberg was going to have to pick a vice president, like, if it actually got to the point where he got the votes he needed she was the obvious answer mm -hmm. yeah 
Remember when she She's thought like, she was going to be the uh, Biden's VP and uh, she took that picture with, like, the smoke and the cape on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking Darth Abrams, man. That was excellent. <laughs> which which we should be calling J.J. Abrams, folks, not Stacey. Yeah. Oh, my God, this podcast is awesome, though. Just these two milk toast losers arguing about why the country deserved them and they were yeah. entitled to victory. But first, I'm talking with John Legend. You know, if you watch the Democratic National Convention in August, you know, the virtual convention, you'll remember this incredible performance. And then they cue John Legend singing at the DNC for about three seconds. <laughs> uh, and then she says, John wrote that song, Glory, with the rapper Common for the movie Selma. It won the best original song at the Academy Awards in 2015. Then she goes on to talk for a couple more minutes about how many awards John Legend keeps winning because he's such a, he's, you know, he's amazing. He's just so great. <laughs> It's really fucking weird. Didn't John Legend lose a child the other day? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a shame, but, you know, Hillary was hungry. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh I mean, the adrenochrome... I, uh... <laughs> that was pretty good, man. I'm gonna leave that in. It's staying. No, that one's staying. I yeah. don't care. Oh, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> what, am um... I gonna have people mad at me because I'm not nice to John Legend? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I am mean to John Legend. He sucks. You fucking suck, John Legend. You went on Hillary Clinton's podcast. What a fucking loser. Go yeah. on Stern. Ride the Sibian. Yeah, all right. So let's get into this uh, interview uh, with John Legend. So this is how it starts verbatim. Hillary says, Hello, my friend. Always a joy to see you. I'm still smiling about the dinner we had at your house. The girls seem to have eaten the meatballs, and the boy <laughs> looks good. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then John talks about Chrissy Teigen being pregnant and uh, being a father. He's a father. He has children. Hillary continues here. You have been a staunch supporter of not only candidates, but causes. Where does that come from, John? I, I'm not paraphrasing here. This is what she says. <laughs> um, you don't just support random people. You support ideas. <laughs> well, tell me about What's that, that all about, John? I've never, I've never uh, understood supporting an idea. I've never believed anything in my life yeah. except the uh, <laughs> crass accumulation of power, John. What what are you all about? Feeding people? What's that? What's that? <laughs> you, you people still need to eat? <laughs> um, so John to this says some, you know, of course, religion mumbo jumbo. Uh, who cares? Uh, he he mentions that he was homeschooled uh, apparently and went to the library with his family all the time as a child. Uh, clearly, his family is a bunch of nerds and losers. Um, though uh, you know, this isn't to say that he isn't articulate or generally correct in what he's trying to say. I feel bad for him, man. He's homeschooled. Whenever you're homeschooled, you typically are uh, a loser, not a weirdo. So yeah, not fucking socially awesome for sure, and then he just got, like, abducted by a van by the DNC one day, and they were yeah. like, hey, you're the exact right shade of light-skinned, you're gonna be a pop star. <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, it was like getting, uh, kidnapped by the communists in, uh, whatever that fucking movie's called. But yeah, Hell just, Caesar. They're just reading him, like, Mises. <laughs> or when uh when fry goes back in time and al gore is there to correct the timeline and make sure he <laughs> falls back into getting frozen <laughs> al gore kidnapped john legend <laughs> who was the one vote he needed to win florida wasn't didn't people think john legend was a time traveler or something that's all awesome. i don't know probably sure, why not For he's sure. actually rasputin <laughs> yeah. um 
So Hillary to this says, and again, this is verbatim. Wow, I love that story about your parents' dedication and determination to really set you on the right path. Did you start being musical and singing in church, as so many people have? <laughs> Again, I just so fucking soulless. Like she's not, she's not cut out for this. <laughs> she was never cut out to like debate or even speak on camera. The idea that we're, you're going to have an entire audio medium dedicated to Hillary Clinton riffing. <laughs> <laughs> This is a joke I would make, and it would seem too on the nose. Yeah, I can only imagine what grace she delivered her decision to just, like, like bomb <laughs> Libya yeah. back into slavery. So John's basically like, uh, yes, I am very Christian. My entire family ran a church. I sang in church. I am very, very Christian. Oh, okay, so this is some Righteous Gemstone shit. John was yeah, in kinda, the yeah. uh, church band and uh, <laughs> yeah. broke out. So Hillary says, Let's talk about your life as an activist, and certainly as someone who's been involved in and supportive of political causes. <laughs> political causes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so boilerplate. It's uh, Why? <laughs> she can't think? She, she talks like when Cory Booker... I think at the, uh, this was in the fucking, uh, the Chapo movie, but when Cory Booker is asked to, like, what he was eating or whatever at the thing, and he's like, food! Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Hillary yeah. Clinton's whole... Food, human! Yes, that's actually pretty accurate to what she goes on to really ask him. She's like, she, she asks him about, uh, injustice in the penal system, and also talks about incarceration, like, she has no relation to it. Um... <laughs> Wow, so, dude, that's crazy. So, John, I hear there are these things called uh, prisons, yeah. and they, they keep people in them for uh, varying amounts of time? Hillary Clinton, famous for literally having slaves in the governor mansion in Arkansas. Anyway, John says, so let's get started with how I got interested in this issue. And, he, you know, he goes on to explain that, you know, he's black and he grew up around grotesque injustice, you know, but of course continues to be a staunch supporter and close friend of Hillary Clinton. Um, then describes the hegemonic racist law worship in this country as biblical, which, you know, I kind of do agree with that. His main organization, uh, it, like, organizes and lobbies for voting rights, primarily right now for the felons in Florida. Um, uh, honestly, either John Legend is trying to, you know, Jack Decker his way into the ruling political class, or he's an extremely cynical, like, marketability-obsessed freak. I think... I'm leaning towards the latter. That's all it is. Just don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. I am good. Don't be mad at me. Good for him for trying to raise money for uh, the rights to vote of felons in Florida. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah, that's actually something cohesive he could do. And uh, Michael Bloomberg yeah. could pay it all off tomorrow for, like, a sixteenth of the money he said he was going to spend, then just didn't. Yeah. So Hillary goes, you know, she pretends to be in favor of giving giving felons voting rights. John is very, very pro-voting. Um, Hillary mentions the Republicans in Florida blocking uh, this, you know, that bill by making them have to pay off uh, fees, you know. Whatever. She, uh, <laughs> I mean, this, this feels very psychotic to me when I heard it. She asks John, how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, of course, it, it pissed John off. Um, his organization has raised $25 million to pay off fines. It's 
of course, it's psychotic that that, that, that isn't more than enough money. But uh, also, um, the state of Florida is refusing to let people pay uh, off the felons' uh, fees. They're refusing to say how much they owe in total and also, you know, just saying, no, you can't pay it for them. No, they have to pay for it. It's a pull-yourself-up-by-the-bootstrap sort yeah. of fucking brain disease. Yeah, this... Another brain disease. <laughs> so this part is really fucking weird. Um, in the middle of John's, you know, spiel about uh, helping felons regain their right to vote, Hillary just cuts him off and says, we'll be right back. And then an ad for Simply Safe, a home security company plays. Um, the man in the Simply Safe commercial says, I've worked for Hillary for a long time, and in our many travels, she oh likes to make fun God. of me for all manner of things. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. <laughs> Uh, that ends with go to simplysafe.com slash Hillary for a free HD camera for listening. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. It's so weird. She likes to make fun of me for all manners of things. She calls me a little piggy and covers my body in applesauce. <laughs> makes me run around naked and eat from a trough. She killed my entire family with an axe. <laughs> I asked her to pay me one time after she hadn't, and she pushed me down the stairs into her basement and locked the door and kept me down there for a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a free HD camera for listening. Hillary's, like, advertised... Well, Hil I guess that makes sense, right? Hillary helped build the uh, Big Brother security state we have federally, and now she's advertising the commercial version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just... See, that's just branding. That's something Diamond Joe could never understand. Yeah, that's just the free marketplace of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we come back from the commercial break. Hillary's like, You know, there are a lot of different people who don't vote for many different reasons, and people who don't think it'll make a difference or think nothing can change. They're just at a stage in their life that it seems like such a low priority. And, you know, I find myself asking, Why is that, Hillary? Why, why do people wow. think that voting doesn't do anything? It's almost like we've had 50 years of austerity and the only bipartisan consensus has been the destruction of the working class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as much of the Middle East as they can manage. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, Hillary offers John the opportunity to convince, you know, blasphemous fence-sitters and greens that voting Dem is vital, uh, making the assumption that a single person listening to the Hillary Clinton podcast isn't going to vote. Uh, except, of course, for me. Naturally. Yeah, uh, speaking to us. John says, of course, the choice isn't close to restore our moral authority and credibility in the world. Uh, I found myself asking, what is what does that mean, John? Restore our moral authority? But, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's the same bullshit. They don't care about any sort of policy. They care he's mean, he's not shaking hands. Exactly. This is making us look bad on a world on the world stage. It's like, what, they're going to forget when he's gone? We pulled down our pants. We showed them our little cock and balls. <laughs> this is it. They, they know we have small balls we, we, now. We tweeted a picture of our asshole. Exactly. They know we have small balls. They know the exact location of our hemorrhoids. Like, why would you ever make a deal with the United States if bipartisanly it will be overturned in four years, then re-overturned in four more? The Sultan of Brunei will never give us another loan. <laughs> another well, $10 million <laughs> for us to lose. <laughs> Well, what John wants is to restore our moral authority, which means our military, our hegemonic military might. Yeah, whenever you hear a Christian guy talking about, or a guy who describes himself as very, very Christian talk about restoring moral authority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run for the hills, boys. 
Yeah. You should be allowed to get an abortion, but you should be shamed relentlessly for it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) These are Democrats. (laughs) So John says that Biden will pass, quote, some version of the Green New Deal. I'm not sure what he means by that. Some version. It's a specific plan. (laughs) Yeah. Um, some version of some it. Some version of it with, like, fracking and, every, like, <laughs> yeah. oil subsidies. Like, everything is ideas to these people. Nothing is policy. Exactly. Yes. So their version of the Green New Deal just, you know, get, gets rid of environmental subsidies altogether. <laughs> Gives yeah. everyone a fucking Corvette or whatever the Joe Biden mobile is. <laughs> what the fuck does John Legend want the Green New Deal for? He's rich. He's going to be on in the Camino uh, cities that rise above the water once the earth inevitably floods. Oh, exactly. He sang at the DNC. He has his spot mm-hmm. on Elysium. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, when this inevitably becomes the Chelsea cast, and it's like Chelsea cast 2069, <laughs> she'll be like, it was so lovely how you sang on the 30th anniversary of uh, the moon. Living on the moon. <laughs> of the moon. We've had it for 30 years now. It's really nice. <laughs> We've had it for 30 years. The earth is on fire, but they like uh, beam the podcast down to the people on it so they can listen. <laughs> my omnipresent voice calling barack obama gay <laughs> incredible yeah but he cares about some version of the green new deal because his imagined version of the green new deal is just biden will subsidize the force fields he needs to build around his beachfront property <laughs> yeah that, that's the thing it's like you know their neighbors on rehoboth beach <laughs> Times square will probably never be underwater but aoc's district will disappear like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's some certain realities about what uh, the future of climate change means, and it's uh, mm-hmm. not good for most of us. So Hillary says, anything that anyone cares about is on the ballot. Uh, John says, and, and that's, if you Our care about is on the ballot, yeah, health care is on the ballot, yes. you know, better jobs for the future, yes. you know, dealing with the COVID vaccine issue. I mean, everything you care about is on the ballot. Better jobs for the future. What the fuck are you talking I about? I have no fucking clue. Well, good for her. This is the first time I've heard her say jobs in fucking six years or something. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know how people make their money. (laughs) Why don't you just give a speech? I just lock up black teenagers as rapists for laughs. (laughs) So they go on to, uh, you know, for the next, like, five minutes, flame Trump about uh, COVID, of course. Um, John, in the middle of his sentence, he's saying, and now that there's a possibility of a vaccine, we can't even trust him. And then Hillary Clinton cuts him off. Uh, she's exclaiming in what sounds like, like genuine surprise. She's like, and now that there's a possibility of a vaccine, we can't even trust him as That's president exactly to, right. <laughs> to, uh, to lead an administration, an FDA, a CDC that's going to handle it properly in a way that all Americans can trust. So in every single way, he is exactly the wrong person to be in charge in a crisis, particularly a crisis of this magnitude and of this complexity. That's exactly right. Uh, John's I'll play a clip of that. It's very it's very patronizing. Um, But John seems to be saying he won't take the covid vaccine if Trump is president. Um, Also, that he got frustrated on Twitter because people won't, quote, just go to Biden's website to look at how progressive he is. That's the whole thing. Every presidential platform ever is the most progressive presidential platform in history. Yeah, they the DNC's platform in 2016 said fight for Medicare for all verbatim. Exactly. That was just something they'd hope to get rubes like us over the finish. Exactly. Exactly. And And it largely worked. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the whole they won't, the whole they time won't the... let Bernie have the nomination, but they know that that's what people want, so they have to like parrot his talking points. Yeah, that's the issue with uh, calling Medicare for all Medicare for all because it doesn't mean anything. It's just words, and they can change. Remember in the like the first stages of the debates when they were like, "Everyone, hold up your hand if you support Medicare for all," and every single candidate did. Yep. Yes. But then not a single one supported a single payer system, but. Bernie. <laughs> Remember Kamala was like, oh, I thought you said who doesn't support Medicare for all. <laughs> That's me, the person who co-sponsored Medicare for all. <laughs> I stand for nothing. It's like that fucking uh, Richard Neal ghoul who uh, said that they couldn't use the words Medicare for all in the oh, hearings. Oh, yeah, exactly. They're just like socialized healthcare, a single payer so, system. Well, that's what we should call it. We should just call it single payer system. Period, period, period. That's what it is. Yeah, and you can't really obscure that. Yeah, it defines it. Yeah. So, the whole time that John is talking about, you know, uh, stupid lefties on Twitter who don't like Joe Biden and that uh, the COVID vaccine will be poison if Trump is president, uh, Hillary's, like, chirping in, like, that's right, very good, yes! Uh, I'll probably play a clip of that shit, too. And if you want to see what his policies are, because I I kind of got uh, frustrated on Twitter one day, and I was like, just go to his website, because... (laughs) Because Joe Biden's <laughs> website right. is actually very robust. Very good, yes. <laughs> so then they get into a little bit of satire, a little bit of jokey, joking around, right? Uh, John, oh, the riffs begin? Oh, yeah, the riffs the riffs get in riff in action. Uh, John says, Trump says he has a plan. And then Hillary is just fucking cackling like a fucking hyena. He, she's like, <laughs> he won't show us the plan. And the choice between his plans and Donald Trump's plan that he keeps saying he has. But <laughs> Which he we have. won't tell us. <laughs> He's like, I, I won't tell you. I don't even understand what that means. It just means he doesn't have one. But yeah, it's, it's exactly. kind of amazing that he would even say that with a straight face. <laughs> ah, dude, the Wicked Witch of Little St. James. Holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My um, lovely friend Jeffrey was crushed by a house. <laughs> <laughs> nice um so after this i have a little thing in my notes that says at this point i am 20 minutes in with 18 to go i want to kill myself do i hold out for the stacy abrams interview um spoiler i did not hold out for the stacy abrams interview it was too fucking much (laughs) this podcast is not here to amplify black voices let us be clear this podcast (laughs) is here to make fun of polish last names yeah Okay, okay, so John is saying something, I can't remember exactly what, but about 30 seconds goes by after uh, they're talking about the plan thing, Hillary comes in just with the worst comedic timing you can possibly imagine, like like D from Always Sunny level comedic timing. She's like, like, there's nothing <laughs> you would trust him to run. 100%. Well, he has no plans, but everybody needs a plan to vote, right? So Absolutely. people... And then John says, our democracy is in peril right now. Hillary closes it up. By saying, Amen. I'm so glad that you joined me today because you have such perspective and understanding about what's at stake. Oh, man. Who writes this shit? Who writes this fucking dog shit? All the uh, Pod Save America Johns. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I like how they call Pod Johns, so they're just like, you know. (laughs) They're like like porta potties. (laughs) Oh, no. I was thinking they were soliciting prostitution. Yeah, no, they're soliciting (laughs) sex workers. Um, they, so Hillary, they are the one part of the sex work equation that should be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Hillary's like, you know, of course, give 
give big hug to Chrissy and the, the kids, whatnot, um, John says, absolutely, and love to Bill. Again, reiterating that he has <laughs> no actual values. He doesn't understand love anything. Bill. Love to Bill. Oh my god, wait, we have to go back to the other thing. <laughs> and then I could yeah. feel the nudging of Bill's erection. It was probably <laughs> going to happen. Then it was definitely going to happen. But love it's actually from Bill. the perspective of John oh, Legend, man. who also had to sleep with Bill Clinton to get on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not even their yeah. podcast. He had an R podcast. He had to sleep with Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Bill Clinton was like, "You have to pretend to be a kid for me." Absolutely. Oh my God, Rodham's awesome. I love all this Hillary content. I'm glad it's coming out faster than the Obama content because what's the Obama know. content though? His weird like art house documentaries about factories. Yeah. Uh, Netflix gave him and Michelle five hundred million dollars to, you know, say Pokemon go to the polls like Hillary. <laughs> I don't know. I'd love to see an alt universe in the. Ob- it's like uh, the Obama presidency, but it's the Wire. <laughs> 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 Donald Trump is the Pete Buttigieg character. Obama is Omar. Obama is Omar because that was Obama's favorite character on the Wire. <laughs> Uh, maybe one of the only things i agree with obama on it's the best character from the wire but it's ironic because if obama was anyone he was fucking idris elba he was stringer bell right yeah or uh i guess in a way he's mcnulty what the fuck did i do what the fuck did i do i'm actually irish oh (laughs) obama the first irish president in that he's done nothing (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's all we have for that, uh, Hillary Clinton podcast thing. Um, do you want to finish it up with the closer here, Joe? Uh, sure. And since we're talking about, you know, Diamond Joe and, uh, Hillary Kilton, I figured (laughs) it'd be best if we dive into, uh, the rest of the members of Congress. And specifically, we are reading- garroted Yeah, when you, when you stretched, I guess, I thought you were being strangled. I thought it was the end of Joe. I said Hillary Clinton, and then Robbie Mook was behind me with some piano wire. <laughs> Completely accurate. Anyway, a pharmacist says he has filled Alzheimer's prescriptions for members of Congress by Sarah Cliff with a K in Vox with a gay. <laughs> uh, Vox is a god-awful magazine run by Matty Iglesias, a guy who's known to tip 10%. Uh... <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, when this article made the rounds on Twitter the other day, I didn't realize that it's actually from 2017. 2017? Oh, well, that's encouraging that this was out there. Yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, that's probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, no, Maddie, Maddie Iglesias uh, swept it under the rug because he said they were being ageist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We want one billion uh, members of Congress with Alzheimer's. <laughs> Just frying the earth. He has the best takes of all time. Oh, yeah. If he was Get Fiscal Man, like... <laughs> like, if he was... If he was a funny Twitter account, he'd be killing it. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Aaron Rashone at Stat News recently spent some time shadowing the pharmacist who provides prescription drugs to many members of Congress. Uh, to read the entire news article, it required us to make an account on their website and sign up for a 30-day free trial, something we would never do as it is, uh... No, no. It's not, 
It's not kosher, folks. It's not Irish kosher. <laughs> no, yeah. I would never stoop so low. It's not Irish culture to pay money for something. <laughs> <laughs> Her story includes a relatively alarming passage in which the pharmacist casually mentions that some members of uh, Congress have Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> literally oh my god third in line for the presidency <laughs> that'd be so cool she just still confirms acb because she's sundowning she has no idea yeah, yeah. she keeps all of trump's cabinet <laughs> anyway uh mike kim the reserved pharmacist turned owner of the pharmacy Says he has gotten used to knowing the most sensitive details about some of the most famous people in Washington. He was recently found uh, hanging in his room with two <laughs> bullet shots to the back of his head in an apparent suicide. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that I was going to make that joke. There's no more Mike Kim. <laughs> you just, uh, you made it for me. I respect that. Well, brother, how could you not? Just, oh my god, this guy's not alive anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. At first, it's cool. <laughs> cool? Then, a congressperson. Awesome, man. I'm giving Nancy Pelosi medicine to make sure her brain doesn't melt out of her ears. A celebrity. A celebrity. Yeah. A very ugly, not hot celebrity. You look like shit, Chuck Schumer. I don't know. Uh, Fuck Chuck. Fuck Chuck, because I want to have sex with Chuck Schumer. And then you realize, <laughs> I'm filling some drugs that are for some pretty serious health problems as well. And these are the people that are running the country. <laughs> Kim said, listing treatments for conditions like diabetes, Chris Christie, and Alzheimer's. Every yes. member of Congress. Uh, yes. <laughs> AOC got Alzheimer's as soon as she joined. It was awful. <laughs> she no longer that's... remembers what socialism is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It makes you kind of sit back and say, wow, they're making the highest laws of the land, and they might not even remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> A beautiful like, He's right. People Sunday forget morning. historical precedent for anything. Yeah, three, you're right. Three quarters of Congress lived their everyday lives in the 1920s. Yeah, exactly. Joe Biden <laughs> sees the entire world in like an old-timey steamboat Mickey cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to declare war on Germany just for good measure when he gets in office. <laughs> He's going to call oh, it like, the Weimar cool. Republic, though. Yeah, but uh, it's, the, yeah. it's the classic Venture Bros joke, right? C-list mm -hmm. actors and out-of-work astronauts, not mm -hmm. men of vision. And it's of like, course. yeah, they, they're all wearing adult diapers and just, you know, 16 people who are running the uh, meme account for Hillary Clinton six years ago are now running the country by telling these old fuckheads what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's excellent. People who are posting, like, brother, may I have some oats memes. Brother, may I have some votes. <laughs> brother, may I have some votes memes are controlling Congress and just corralling these old people into the correct place. Yeah. The current Congress is among the oldest in history, and more than half of the senators running for re-election in 2018 were over 65. I the mean, average Jesus age Christ. in the House of Representatives is 57, and the average age in the Senate is 61. Oh my god. I mean, god. Jesus Christ. That's, like, older than we'll probably ever get to see. 
Do you remember <laughs> when they were grilling the tech companies and they were just like, hey, uh, if I'm with my uh, Democrat friends across the aisle and that would scare them a lot, would uh, your phone know I'm over there? <laughs> and they were like, well, sir, they didn't even answer the question. They were like, well, sir, what kind of phone do you have? And he was like, I don't know. My grandkid bought it for me, but now they won't talk to me. It could be an iPhone, but it could also be an Android. Either way, why did it call Donald Trump gay? Which one's less Chinese? <laughs> yeah, yeah, whichever one's less Chinese is the one I have. Yeah. After this, it uh, relinks to the article that we did not sign up to read because we are Irish and we cannot read. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we tried well, this bartering some potatoes, but it didn't pan out. Yeah, exactly. To be, to be fair, the uh, the website does not allow Irish honor system for payment. Yeah, the Dublin honor system where you don't pay and you leave. <laughs> yeah. In line with Irish honor as the people who invested domestic terrorism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A disclaimer read, I am not aware of any member that actually has Alzheimer's and would certainly not disclose any such information if I had had it. He said with a gun to the back of his head. Yeah, also, speak <laughs> also speaking very broadly about diseases, state that the general American population have, and that it also applies to everyone, including members of the U.S. House and Senate, <laughs> since they are also people, just like you and I. <laughs> Please don't suicide me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Clinton just a, it's just a not so coy way of saying. It's just a not-so-coy way of saying, I didn't mean that, please don't suicide me. <laughs> also, they're absolutely people and not lizards. It's like, we think you're yeah. lizards because you say <laughs> shit like this. They're people, yeah, no. just like you and I. Yeah, I was always operating under that they were people. They're bad They're not people, actually... They're... Okay, look, here's my, here's my thing. This is a planted article to make people in... To make Americans think that Congress people are actually humans and not lizards. Absolutely. But they haven't they been replaced by clones anyway, so so they're not actually like 80 <laughs> years old they're like one yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i forgot that congress was executed by patriots and replaced with identical clones who vote the same way for some reason is chris <laughs> kyle a character in the whole QAnon thing because i feel like he would be a good uh which one's chris kyle he'd be a good fit for something uh chris the, American the, Sniper. the guy who was really good at uh, shooting muslims because he hated them Oh, right, right, fucking, um... Christopher, I don't shoot people who hold Korans, I just wish I did, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris Christopher Superdome Kyle. Oh my god. Having his children raised by Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what do you two know about Chuck Grassley? Chuck Grassley? Uh, I've heard his nothing. name before. Uh, something worth remembering. Chuck Grassley, he is uh, the oldest serving American politician at... How old is this bitch? He's 87 years old. He is... Jesus uh, Christ! President pro tempore of the United States Senate. He is third in line of presidential... Uh, he is third in line of presidential succession after uh, Pelosi and Pence. Holy fuck. And his Twitter is one of the funniest things of all time. Turn to the History Channel to see, letter C, if there was any history, comma, comma. There was not any history. Instead, the Pickers. Oh my god, I did. <laughs> Two S's, she insisted we watch. Big mistake on my part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did see that. <laughs> Comey said he didn't KNO ABT problems with Paige FISA B number four. <laughs> he approved again, plus again. 
If true, where's his outrage that agents made him look foolish by W holding details? I often tell news agency heads, either you run agency or agency runs you. Who ran FBI during Russiagate? Plus, where is accountability? <laughs> oh, here's man, that's here's awesome. a good one. Here's a good one. Enjoying a B Day ice cream gift from Senator John Cornyn. He knows I love ice cream at United States Capitol. <laughs> and it links to an Instagram picture. It just linked to an Instagram picture of him just like grinning so hard, holding a mug, eating ice cream. All uh, these old men eating ice cream, acting like it's be- not because they don't have any fucking teeth left anymore. Yeah, for real. Yeah. They, they love ice cream so much. Last night, spelled N-I-T-E, Senate passed bipart resolution. I co-sponsored, recognizing and supporting National Forensic Science Week. (laughs) Accurate use of forensic science is critical to criminal justice system. It helps number two convict criminals, plus exonerates innocent people falsely accused of crimes. (laughs) Actually, it it famously does the opposite of that. Yeah, we do National Forensic Science Week in our schools now, where we uh, fingerprint every member of the student body, and the teachers, too. (laughs) It's fine. It's bipartisan. Everyone likes that and wants that. Uh (laughs) Here's a picture. He he tweeted himself wearing a mask, and inside... Well, I mean, yeah, so it's a picture of him currently, but it says, Mo Valley Conference volleyball coaches are meeting this week to decide on playing. I'm one rather insignificant fan who pray you all use common sense and play. Surely we are as important as Big 12. And it's just like a (laughs) selfie he took of himself. And it's just like some popcorn ceiling. This is How is it possible that this guy is less senile than Joe Biden? He 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 tweeted the same selfie twice. It's it's the selfie of him in his uh, volleyball mask first, and then the second one is the same picture, but with that caption I just read. Nice. He, here's a tweet where he just tweeted the word thank. <laughs> Here, here's a good one. Here's a good one. I assume dead deer because BC it was night and no carcass. Oh my god! How is that guy? 19th, Holy shit, that was that guy! Oh my god, if you lost pet pidgin slash it's dead in front yard, my Iowa farm, all caps, just discovered, here are identifiers, right leg, blue 2020, slash 3089, slash AU 2020, slash she, slash slash slash, left leg green, band, no printed info, period. Sorry for bad news. Oh man, 632,000 people follow him on his Twitter account. It's not like it's a small amount of people. Again, this guy is could logically be the designated survivor at any given point. His brain's completely melted, and we're not even giving face that it's not like we do to Trump or Biden, you know? Yeah, okay. They don't even this... have someone else running his Twitter account. It's just this guy melting for the world to see. If no one else, this is the guy that was getting prescribed Alzheimer's medication. <laughs> this guy, Nancy Pelosi. I, mean, I just heard the Democratic leader say on the Senate floor, I wouldn't even meet with Judge Garland. Wrong, in all caps. I had a pleasant <laughs> breakfast, W him. More disinformation from the minority. How many more falsehoods should we expect from Democrats over the next six WKS before the election? <laughs> He, why does he text like a sixth grader in 2008? 
Because that's probably who he had, like, teach him how to use a phone. Exactly. This <laughs> yeah, is yeah, so... Right. That's what's so insane about this, how honest this Twitter account is. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's a good one. Hogwash alert! <laughs> House Dems <laughs> filed funding bill notably excluding Commodity Credit Corp money. Replenishing oh. Comedy Credit Corp has long been non-controversial and is necessary support <laughs> for our farmers. House Dems should be ashamed for leaving our farmers in the lurch. Sen Ernst and I HFUR back plus will fight for farmers. I have to follow uh, Chuck Grassley on Instagram. He posts a lot, apparently. Constantly. This is the best weird Twitter account I've Senator ever followed. Senator Chuck Grassley, 3,981 posts. Absolutely. Jeez. Coming for fucking Drill's crown, man, like no one else. All right, boys, we've been recording yeah. for, like, almost two hours here. There'll be plenty to cut amongst two the, Two pods, uh, FR, two different fields. Hashtag soybean watch. The one on left is mature enough, and that field's being harvested. Pod on right will take a few more days before harvest. Hey, pod on right, more like, hey, we're a pod on the left. Thanks for listening to Boomer Death Squad, <laughs> folks. Uh... <laughs> We just went over the members of Congress uh, who have been accused of having Alzheimer's by the guy who gave them the medicine, and then talked about the <laughs> oldest man in the world who gets to operate his own Twitter account somehow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Boomer Death Squad. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. And I've been Matt. Thanks. Bye-bye. See ya. All touch. All touch. Cut the fire.